Alleluia. So we'll do this greeting again that I, I did in the beginning. So we say, Christ is risen, and then he is risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Alleluia. This is the most important liturgical celebration of the whole year when we commemorate, as we do every Sunday, but in this night in a special way, the power of God over death and sin, demonstrated in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, light piercing the darkness, shattering the darkness of death and sin. What ultimately could be wrong? What ultimately could overcome us? What ultimately could really be bad? When we have this amazing and awesome demonstration of God's love for us in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, what ultimately could ever cause us to despair or lose hope in light of what God has done for us through Jesus? My brothers and sisters, tonight I'd like to do something that's kind of maybe been on my mind really for many, many years now. And that is to try to connect Easter with the Old Testament feast of the Passover. And I think growing up in an English-speaking uh, country, it's got a Christian heritage and background, uh, it's, it's kind of confused me. Okay, The confusion is this. The word Easter, kind of it kind of sends you down a rabbit trail. Easter... It is an ancient Anglo-Saxon word that has to do with spring. Uh, appropriate enough for this feast. But it's important to know that for the vast majority of Christians throughout all of history, and really until this day all over the world, they call this feast, the feast that we in English call Easter, they call it the Pasch, or the Passover. Okay? So like in Italian you have La Pasqua. Similar in Spanish, similar in Greek, many other languages. And uh, that title of the feast makes us connected more directly with the Old Testament Passover feast. Okay, So there's a much more obvious connection between the two if we were to call this the Pasch. Now, the word Pasch shows up in a lot of our adjectives. So we talk about the Paschal mystery, the Paschal feasts, okay, the Paschal season. And if we were listening to all the many beautiful prayers that we pray tonight, we hear that word Paschal repeated time and time again. So, the Pasch. This is really the more proper and fundamental title for this feast. We are celebrating the Pasch. Where do we get this feast from? What's its origin? Well, it was the same feast that was instituted by God through Moses. 4,000 years ago, or it would be about 3,200 years ago, sorry, about 3,200 years ago, when God delivered and liberated the Israelites from their slavery in Egypt. Now, what's the famous and very appropriate movie that's played every year around this time? Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments, okay? Now, on the one hand, it's kind of got an ecumenical appeal in a certain sense, you know, 
Jews as well as Christians can appreciate it because the Jewish Passover is celebrated in this right around now. But really, it's a, it's a deeper and more fundamentally Christian thing to be showing the Ten Commandments and to be looking at a movie that is portraying the freedom and the liberation of the Israelites from their bondage in Israel because it's the foundation of Easter. It's the origin of Easter. It's the origin of the Pasch. Uh, now the episode started. The the show started at seven o'clock tonight. By the way, okay. So that's why I pushed the liturgy to nine because I wanted to catch the beginning of it at least. Okay. I got it on record. I got the DVD recording it right now. Okay. So the past. What is what is this title here? It's connected to a Hebrew word, which uh, pasach. And this Hebrew word is its an action word. It's a verb. And it has something to do with basically a passage. Okay? A transition from one point to another. A moving over. A passing over. Hence the term Passover. Okay? That's what the past has to do with. A passage, a transition. A passing over. Now, in the book of Exodus... Now, and we heard from our, our, the second reading that we heard proclaimed tonight was uh, God's deliverance of the Israelites through the Red Sea. Um, in the book of Exodus, this verb is used in kind of two different senses. On the one hand, you have it being used with God as the active subject of the verb. So, for example, in Exodus uh, 12, I believe, 13, 14, um, God passes over the houses of the Israelites, thereby sparing the firstborn. Okay, the angel of death passes over, okay, God, as it were, through the angel of death, passes over the houses of the Israelites because what do they do? They put the blood of the lamb on the doorposts and on the lintel. Okay? And the destroying angel of death saw the blood and said, oh, I'm not going to go into that house. It's protected. So I'm going to pass over the house and I'm going to spare the firstborn. Anybody, Everybody else who didn't have the blood on the door, their firstborn child was killed by the angel of death that night. So in this case, though, point being is God is the one passing over. Now, in other parts of the book of Exodus, this subject of that verb passing over is not God, but human beings. Man. Okay? Most evidently, the Israelites passing over the Red Sea. Passing out of, exiting, okay, that's the book of Exodus, exiting out of slavery, into freedom, into the promised land, out of Egypt, into the promised land. That's their, now it's the passage is about people, human beings. Not God. So we've got God doing a Passover and we've got human beings or man doing a Passover. Now Jesus Christ, our Lord, perfectly fulfills the meaning of this verb because he is both God and man and has himself experienced and undergone the most profound and important Passover or passage that has ever taken place. First and foremost, Christ's passage through 
the passion that we celebrated this past Good Friday, his passing through death, suffering, the torments and the torture that were inflicted upon him on Good Friday. That was Christ's first Passover, his first passage. And then there is Christ's Passover, or his passage from death to life. On Easter Sunday, what we celebrate this night. And then there are, there is Christ's passage to the Father that we will celebrate on Ascension Thursday. So Jesus goes through his Passover as both God and man. And because he does it as man, he carries us human beings along with him. His Passover is our Passover is as well. His passion and suffering enables us to pass through any kind of suffering, any kind of torment, any kind of darkness that we might experience in our life. Jesus, our hero, has gone before us bravely and we are, as it were, kind of piggybacking on him. We're tagging along on his coattails and because he has blazed the path through darkness. We can as well. There isn't any kind of suffering that we can encounter in this world that as long as we cling to Jesus, He's not going to bring us through it. Because He went through something way more terrible than anything we could ever know. And that is His love for us. And that's how we demonstrate our love for Him. By clinging to Him. By offering to God through Him our sufferings. And then we have His resurrection, which is our resurrection. This is the ground of our faith. Tonight we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. His resurrection is what our faith is based on. His resurrection is the demonstration that His death and His suffering and His torment wasn't meaningless. That everything he went through on Good Friday wasn't just meaningless. Some random Jewish guy, uh, one amongst many thousands of people that the Romans executed. No. His suffering was meaningful because it was our redemption. That's what his resurrection proves to us. And so that is our faith. And then his ascension into heaven. His abiding with the Father. That's where we're headed. That's our destiny. And it's our hope. So do you see how our love is grounded on His passion? Our faith on His resurrection. And our hope on His ascension and His abiding with the Father. And this is what we celebrate, my brothers and sisters, every time we celebrate Mass. Mass makes the Passover of Christ real and present to us here and now because in Holy Communion in the Eucharist Jesus who is the Lamb slain on Good Friday risen from the dead on Easter Sunday ascended to the Father on Ascension Thursday He is present here in the Holy Eucharist and we enter into His Passover in all three of its dimensions And we are made strong in our own Passover, our own passage through suffering from death to life into 
God's holy presence. This, my brothers and sisters, tonight is the Pasch. This is the Paschal mystery, the Pasch of the New Covenant, the Christian Passover. This is what we celebrate with great joy this night. And so, my brothers and sisters, let's say it again. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed.